सहनावतु सहनौ भुनक्तु सह वीर्यम करवाबहै तेजस्वी नावधी तमस्तुमाविद्विषावहै ओम शांति 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 नमश्री शंकरानंद गुरुपादांबुजन्मने सविलास महामोहग्राहग्रासैककर्मणे वी हैव बीन लुकिंग एट अ वेरी इंटरेस्टिंग सेक्शन ऑन व्हाट इज कॉल्ड मनोराज्या इट्स ऑलमोस्ट लाइक द माइंड द मेंटल किंगडम मीनिंग द माइंड इज दी king of this mental kingdom and what does it do it has it is up to no good and it is running a kingdom of narratives or scripts in which one is alternatively the hero the villain and you know basically it's a lot of drama so the mental kingdom manorajya is is uh, thrives on drama and first the drama is enacted within and then the drama is you know enacted without uh, you know with the help of uh, what's the word for it the current relationships objects things people etc in the jagat so this this uh, penchant for drama this proclivity of the mind to you know be repeatedly fueled you know by the store house of unprocessed emotions is what is called manorajya so the present conditions in the jagat quote unquote outside uh, you know there is really no outside inside uh, but you know in terms from the standpoint of the jiva this jagat is just material that stimulates or rather triggers you know when you go to the doctor's office for a yearly checkup they take one little mallet you know little hammer with a rubber uh, top and then they hit various areas in the body to check the ref- what is called reflexes <laughs> so like just below the knee knee bone you know knee cap they will they will make you sit with the legs dangling and this is a classic uh, reflex check and what do they do they just hit that and then what happens you know suddenly the you know the knee jerks and in fact this has given rise to the expression knee jerk reaction that is manorajya <laughs> where you know the person the patient is surprised you hit somewhere and something else goes like this <laughs> and this knee jerk reaction is what has you know is is all about Uh, seemingly unconnected points and seemingly unconnected memories and seemingly unconnected ragadveshas and reactions to those ragadveshas suddenly being triggered by the mallet called you know ishvara srishti <laughs> so ishvara srishti is there but then that mallet is internalized in a certain way and then this ishvara srishti not understood properly and internalized to be real and to be satyam and you let the ishvara srishti get under the skin 
and then it becomes a it becomes a multiple you know there are multiple trigger points you one becomes a puppet of what's that you know the constant drama of emotions that are you know having this you know off gassing <laughs> or having this knee jerk reactions so this penchant this proclivity for drama is manorajya and we saw yesterday how you know there is a three part uh, you know uh, upaya remedy or resolution of this manorajya and at the first level of in intervention it is very simple you replace the drama with rama <laughs> that's all <laughs> chant rama rama this is called savikalpa samadhi ha so chant the name of rama and you know displace the drama by putting in rama yeah because within drama also there is rama <laughs> but i'm forgetting that ah so therefore you know i focus on the sat and then i keep repeatedly seeing the mithyatvam on the jagat and it's very difficult to focus on the sat because the sat is not an object it's uh, it's oneself so in the beginning stages what is advised is you know you know take bhagavan's name and say om namah shivaya ramaya ramabhadraya etc you know uh you know raghunathaya nathaya sitayaha pataye namaha like this you keep chanting take the name of the lord and when in meditation but this is can be done all the time keep taking the name of the lord and so you see ishvara as everything and including your emotions so you ishvarize the jagat you ishvarize the drama then the d drops there is only rama and uh, then you know you ishvarize the panorama around you <laughs> because in everything there is rama <laughs> in panorama there is rama in drama there is rama so look for the rama in everything you know and then and then when it, when the whole jagat is only rama then naturally the mind quietens down and manorajya does not you know does not have to cannot play a game and does not have hooks to Uh, you know hooks to bother you to latch on to you then for somebody you know who is adept at this practice of seeing rama in everything and everywhere in ishvarizing the universe starting with one's own body mind sense complex starting with one's own you know um, proclivity for for this drama taking the jagat to be real etc all this you know for the one who is a little more adept then nirvikalpa samadhi is advised and so the nirvikalpa samadhi one can see that one is alive without the mind <laughs> i am the body is very easy to disown yeah not very hard i mean it is hard but compared to the mind it's much easier to disown because the body is gross i can objectify it this is you know these are my shoulders this is my head you know there is one song head shoulder children song heads shoulders and something something knees and toes yeah so you can keep on saying <laughs> this is a nice way of objectifying the body but very difficult to catch the mind you know dur nirigram you know so 
so this nigraham of the mind pur nigraham means very difficult to catch difficult to catch meaning it is subtle because the subtle pancha tattvas the five elements uh, the, the sattva portion make up makes up the mind the manaha chittam buddhi ahankara all of them all the components of the mind that we have seen all of them are subtle and it is not impossible to objectify it is a little harder to objectify than pot and or pot belly as in one's own body very you know very difficult to objectify and therefore one can slip into an identification and the nirvikalpa samadhi practice is uh, you know illustrates very very clearly how to just be without the mind without the mind means without identifying them you know with the mind it's not that you go and have a lobotomy or cut off the brain cells or whatever that's not the point you know we are talking of a um, subtle level of a conscious disidentification with that which is called the mind antahkarana i am not the body you know body is me you know i am not the body mind is of course me but i am not the mind you know it's like that example of the beggar and the actor that we studied a few classes back so now this is what is called nirvikalpa samadhi you know where one can be for a, a small length of time you know whatever that length of time is it varies uh from person to person and also it varies you know depending upon how disturbing the uh, surroundings are because you could be meditating and then something else will come suddenly and then you could be in samadhi and the samadhi is broken by the door bell or whatever what have you some car going or something like that truck you know going somewhere and so traffic noise all these things and so like this you know the from savikalpa samadhi which is you know seeing rama in the meditation and ishwarizing the jagat one goes to nirvikalpa samadhi and you know basically resolves that mind which is resolving the jagat into ishvara ha that is nirvikalpa samadhi that even i don't need this aid of seeing everything as ishvara because that is already accomplished and so that through which everything is seen as ishvara is quieted down it's almost it's disidentified as an aid it's like the person was walking the person has an injury and what is this injury bhava roga <laughs> the roga the disease of samsara so the person limps around you know this jiva limping jiva because feels maimed uh, by the jagat by ishvara by one self feels maimed feels incomplete feels painful and you know is limping around with the help of you know many crutches and uh, at you know and then what then with the help of this knowledge and with the help of the meditation savikalpa samadhi what happens you know the the crutch is made you know the crutch is uh, leaned on and the crutch of the jagat is replaced with the crutch you know the crutch of things in the jagat such as you know whatever objects of addiction are there with which one is identifying without which one cannot live is replaced by what 
by you know the focus of of the focusing on the mind and training the mind that the so the mind becomes a kind of a well informed lightened mind lightened ahankara becomes the final crutch and then the person feels stronger the limp has gone and then in the nirvikalpa samadhi one throws away the crutch of the mind which is used to which is used to turn away from the jagat initially so this is nirvikalpa samadhi then a third practice was given for uh, you know sanyasis and the like people who are not doing anything in the jagat except focusing on this gnanam and uh, they have gained the knowledge and they are in the process of gaining gnana nishtha and gnana nishtha is equal to jivan mukti nishtha in sanskrit means nitaram sthitihi a kind of a uh, you know sthiti cannot be translated as state abidance yeah that's a better translation nitaram sthitihi means an unbroken abidance an unchanging uh, abidance from which one doesn't come back that is called nishtha which is equal to jivan mukti so gnana prapti and jivan mukti so gnana prapti is there knowledge has been gained but as i have mentioned before it is riddled with some kind of you know pratibandhas doubts pratibandhas means some inhibitions the knowledge could be inhibited by some uh, longings doubts raga dvesha whatever it is you know uh, and uh, usually they are not like uh, the uh, the raga dveshas and the manorajya abiding in the mind that is not exposed to vedanta so everything has been minimized that's why in verse 62 we saw that what did we see we saw that uh, you know dhi dosha shunya na so the mental defects of raga dvesha the intense variety and even the manorajya the mild variety has been more or less you know more or less conquered but still somehow there is a little uh, remnant that keeps bothering once in a while and this is for the sanyasi who is working on gnana nishtha abiding fully in the knowledge and so dirgham pranama pranavam uccharya means what meditating upon om whose meaning should be understood that is not even a meditation it's a contemplation seeing the meaning of om where even the manorajya is included so you disidentify with the manorajya and see everything as sachidananda atma from which the waker arises the status of the waker the status of the one who is the 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 creator of the jagat and the status of the dreamer and the stay on on the on the individual level and on the samashti collective level the status of the one who is you know potentially ready to create along with all the shaktis and then the status of the one who takes back the jagat and the status of the sleeper on the individual level all this is mithya and what is satyam is that you know that consciousness which is satyam gnanam anantam that brahman which which pervades the sleeper which pervades ishvara which pervades the dreamer which pervades taij uh, hiranyagarbha which pervades vishwa the waker which pervades what 
you know which pervades the uh, uh, virat the the creation the creator the creator along with the creation and so all these creator created sleeper and uh, ishvara in repose uh, and then what taijasa dreamer and then uh, hiranyagarbha are all statuses as though superimposed on that consciousness which is free of any one status so what is this consciousness what am i puriya none of them i am just visiting these states you know just like one visits various places you go on a europe tour and then you go to three or four places and you make some friends when you go to one place you go to england and you make some friends and they say oh do you live here no 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 i am from this place i am just visiting when you go to belgium and then oh do you live here when did you move here you meet another person no 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 i am from somewhere i am just visiting then you go to some other place you go to greece and then oh are you from here no 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 not at all i wish i was from here but i'm not i have to go back there so the place where where you are originally from is what is called your place and here the place that you are originally from is called turiya neither the waker nor the dreamer nor the sleeper nor the you know nor the one who is creating nor the one who is resolving all these are statuses as though superimposed on that atma which is which gaudapadacharya in his karika uses a very interesting word asparshavada asparsha means that which cannot be touched asparsha so he uses in the in the third and fourth chapters of the karika he uses the word asparsha yoga untouched atma completely unafflicted by anything that it sees anything that it you know that it uh, give lends its presence to so it this this atma the i lends its presence to the waker and the waking world lends its presence to the dreamer and the dreaming world etc without undergoing any change waker is atma of course because without atma's presence no waker waking state can happen waking world waker is atma atma ain't the waker and this you have to repeat with the other states as well and so this this omkara is laden with all these meanings in the shastra in the mandukya upanishad which is taught at the end of the study of the of the uh, you know of a long course in vedanta you know because why is it uh, at the end of the study because it's not very easy to understand it takes a while of managing ragadveshas and some shravanam to be able to qualify for mandukya upanishad and so this mandukya upanishad you know basically eats up all the all the pieces of agnyalam that may be hanging around and then what it eats it up and then that is why the sanyasi is told to keep on chanting om for a long time and then the meaning of the om is revealed because that person has studied the mandukya upanishad so uh, you know bathing in the meaning of om what does it do it just drowns out the manorajya this much we saw yesterday now what you know 
now this is uh, you know the, now we are going into a section that is called you know in general how to remove or how to not be affected by jiva srishti whether it is you know shastriya or ashastriya and then within ashastriya whether it is tivra or manda so and he, this uh, this is done by quoting two verses from a uh, text of uh, sadhana called yoga vasishtha yoga vasishtha and uh, so this is you know uh, this is something this is uh, summarizing the teachings of very big uh, you know work and there is also one laghu yoga vasishtha and uh, you know so there uh, what is that uh, summarizing the teachings of guru or sage vasishtha given to lord rama so that's the thing and then you know yoga vasishtha is the teachings of the rama's guru to lord rama but wasn't rama bhagavan yes and then does bhagavan also need a guru <laughs> bhagavan doesn't need anything neither wife nor guru nor anything nor mother nor father but he had all of them because he is in a human avatara so he will behave as though he is a human being while being fully cognizant of his you know of his uh, status as not you know not succumbing to the things in the jagat so he is just playing a role and so just for the sake of the people so to inspire the people that even bhagavan went to a guru that's why we have lord rama going to sage vasishtha for the knowledge and then who else do we have we have krishna going to another sage for the knowledge sandeepani okay sandeepani rishi and so here two quotes uh, 64 and 65 are from yoga vasishtha and 63 introduces them jite tasmin vritti shunyam manas tishthati mukavat jite tasmin drishti shunyam manas tishthati mukavat etat padam vasishthena ramaya bahudheritam etat padam vasishthena ramaya bahudheritam jite tasmin when this is conquered what is this you know this means this fantasy or even you can take both this tivra uh, variety of jiva srishti and manda variety of jiva srishti in other words what is tivra you know raga dvesha kama krodha and then manda all this fantasizing etc when jite tasmin when this has been conquered when the ashastriya jeevadvaitam has been conquered vritti shunyam shunya here doesn't vritti means thoughts shunya here doesn't mean empty of thoughts correct because even in the mind that is empty of thoughts the i thought will still be there this is talked about at length in the first chapter of panchadashi by swami vidyaranya himself because you may not be having thoughts of something correct thought of uh, pot you know hat cat rat mat you are not thinking of anything in particular 
but then that I thought is spontaneously arising all the time that I, 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 aham, 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 this aham vritti is there. And riding on the coattails of aham vritti, you know, is idam vritti, idam jagat, this vritti. So there is actually I vritti and this vritti. <laughs> this thing, this thing, idam vritti. Idam vritti gocharaha. So this idam vritti is, is evident to me. It can be objectified. And the aham vritti also is objectified because, you know, it is, it, the aham shines in the form of a thought and that thought can be objectified. But then, even if the aham vritti resolves, like, if, like in, uh, in Nirvikalpa Samadhi or in sleep, the aham is still there. Yeah. So the broadcasting of this aham is called aham vritti. When the thought of I am, I am, I am floods the mind, that I vritti, you know, is there, but then what happens, you know, and that I vritti is what is the precursor to this is what I want, vritti. Huh. So that aham vritti and idam vritti are there, and then the so vritti shunyam here means what? That idam vritti has been recognized and it's not that the objects will, you will not, you will stop seeing the objects. It is also, vritti shunyam means what? It is not that you stop recognizing the objects. It is not that the mind shuts down. Because vritti shunya literally means comatose or permanently vegetative state where the synapses don't fire and then you go like this in front of their face even though the eyes are open no cognition takes place that's not the idea that's not the idea so jite tasmin when manorajya is conquered when the tivra variety of jiva srishti is conquered then what happens the mind becomes tranquil shanta shanta hai so it becomes shantam the mind and then what happens and then there is the it's not that and this is explained by Vidyaranya in detail in the first chapter uh, it, so it is not that the mind stops seeing things the I the aham is no longer hooked to the mind like uh, compartments in a ra railway you know in, in a in a train these railway cars you know, each car is a compartment and that compartment is hitched to the other one. And then sometimes, you know, they don't, they want to, you know, unhitch one of the cars to have it cleaned and take it and have it repaired or something. So they unhitch this and they shunt it and take it away. So similarly, this, this, this connection between the aham vritti, the idam vritti, etc. is uncoupled ah. so therefore there is no I that is cognizing so I as the subject and this as the object that object subject are both you know Satchidanandam Brahma in the mind that recognizes that it's not that the objects are not recognized objects are not uh, it's, it's not that they are unseen they are recognized, they are seen, and this, uh, this whatever, you know, what is that, uh, the, 
the cognition takes place, vritti vyapti takes place, phalam vyapti takes place. But in this vyapara, in this transaction, that aham is unhitched. The aham is not, the ahankara is not overseeing this transaction. It is not participating in the subject-object transactions. It is not trying to have a say over whether it likes that transaction or doesn't like that transaction. And it is not trying to do anything with that transaction. In fact, even there is no observer of that transaction because the aham vritti and the idam vritti are not coupled together. So the cognition happens and if there is a need for the response for the cognition to happen, that also comes. But the I is not involved. So that is the whole idea of vritti shunyam manaha tishthati mukavat. It's almost like the mind has been muted. Muted, why? Because nobody, you know, nobody is giving it the time of day. There is no one to, you know, put ghee on the fire of Ragadvejas and do the daily Agnihotra. You know, there is nobody to put ghee on the Manorajya, you know, and make the subtle into a gross uh, desire. No, there is no, nothing there. So, sight takes place, hearing takes place, see, you know, uh, touching takes place, everything takes place without the one who is identifying as I am the hearer, karta, dharta, bharta, manta, pramata, aham, that ahankara is at the feet of, of uh, what is that, you know, at the feet of the aham, you know, it is one with Ishvara and Ishvara Srishti, so everything is itself alone. The ahankara is surrendered to this knowledge. And so therefore the ahankara does not say, oh, what does this mean? Because you see, if you look at people in the regular world, you know, if they're not, especially if they're not studying Vedanta, every small thing becomes big. Small, small things become huge deals. Very big, huge deals. Oh my God, OMG. Everything is an OMG. Oh, this is what is happening. They, they feel the pressure to come, what is that, comment on each and every happening and non-happening. Oh, how come you didn't come that day? Are I didn't come. Okay, enough. No, but you always come. Okay, I came, I usually come on that day, on these days to such and such a place. This day I did decided not to visit. Simple. But why? What happened? You know, I am not so concerned about this. Why are you so concerned? No, but I want to know. So the, you can see where the mind is there and where the mind has gone and hooked and the, where the ahankara has velcroed on the mind and the two are inseparable. And the speech of course joins the mind and the person is not available for any other, you know, any other deep thought, contemplation, nothing. Forget omkara, there is not even, you know, from the drama, you know, to take out the rama is a very difficult thing for such people. And so usually the mind is an active participant in the, you know, is an active agent in the production of knowledge of everything that is seen and heard. But for the jnani, with the practice of, you know, quelling the manorajya and of course the ragadvesha as jite tasmin, what happens? 
manah tishthati mukavat it's like the mind has been muzzled <laughs> the mind has been muted before what it was doing it was staging a mutiny and then what <laughs> and then from mutiny to mute it's like okay i'm not stopping you go and go and cognize whatever you want but the speech will not come along with you the karmendriyas are not action will not come along with you karmendriyas i have i have managed i have won over the karmendriyas i have won over the sense organs also in the sense that there is no pressure for them to go out but they happen to be there something comes in the in the way of course sight takes place so you know so the gnani tells the mind go have a ball go see go to the mall go have the ball go see whatever you want go indulge in whatever you want i am not coming with you and so the mind suddenly says what's the point who am i cognizing all these things for there is no you know there's no hook there no raga no dvesha nothing there's no response and so the mind is confused so it just decides to sit down <laughs> because it's actually very tired because it has been restless for so many janmas then it decides to you know sit back relax and wait for orders because even though the mind struts around like an agent it is actually a servant <laughs> and this is very nicely talked about in the amrita bindu upanishad that some of you have studied and then uh, there you know the uh, it, uh, it 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 begins the the upanishad begins with the with the very interesting paradoxical statement mana eva manushyanam karanam bandha mokshayoho a famous statement the mind is the cause for the person for all people cause of liberation and cause of bondage ah so when the mind hooks to the sankalpa or you know which is even more subtle than the mind hooks to the unconscious the sankalpas and the raga dveshas rising from the unconscious and then projects it via the sense organs and then you know brings the information back then it is a cause of bondage but when the mind is whipped into shape with the help of you know vedanta and with the help of practices like meditation samadhi omkara uchcharana so what happens when the mind is a willing servant able and available for pursuing the knowledge for pursuing jnana nishtha etc so this is what is talked about here so the mind has been dismissed first this is what is called mano nasha it has been disemployed you know it has been fired as an agent of knowledge and it it has been given the pink slip then it sits and cries on the front porch you know and then what it is brought in as a servant the mind is dismissed as a master and brought in back as a servant of this knowledge you know ready to do the bidding of the master who is who is now the ahankara dedicated to the knowledge so that is you know that is that is what is uh, talked about here so vritti shunyam don't mean thoughtlessness that is not how to be translated so the mind stays mum with regard to objects of delight and objects of fear and sorrow etc etat padam this teaching was this uh, this this padam this uh, padam here is uh, not even uh, uh, teaching padam means this goal 
how to get to this place was Vasishthena Ramaya Bahudha Iritam. This, uh, this goal, how to attain this goal was talked about by uh, Vasishtha, taught by Vasishtha to Rama in many places where Yoga Vasishthe. So the 64 and 65, let us look at verses from the Yoga Vasishtha. Drishyam nastiti bodhena manaso drishyam arjanam sampannan panna para nirvana nirvritihi sampannan panna para nirvana nirvritihi So, uh, then here, this is, this is a very uh, beautiful verse and where is it from, which uh, I think it's from the, uh, what is that called, uh, Vairagya Prakarna, uh, chapter 3, you know, in the beginning of chapter 3 of Yoga Vasishtha, uh, I can look it up, yeah, verse number 6, yeah, verse number 6 of uh, those who want to, uh, you know, do some cross-referencing, uh, Vairagya uh, chapter, Vairagya Prakarna, Verse number uh, 6, chapter 3 of Yoga Vasishtha. And uh, so, Yoga Vasishtha is, you know, finding verses is like a finding a, it's easier to find a needle in a haystack. And there are many similar sounding verses. So, Drishyam Nasti Iti Bodhena. So, now, you know, this sadhana of preparing the mind is for what? is for gaining the knowledge because mind you this uh, you know uh, minding the mind is 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 preparation for jnana and you know preparation for assimilation the no assimilating the knowledge and removing ragadveshas the samadhi and other practices are not going to produce the knowledge and this is wh what is talked about here so, drishyam nasti, drishyam means the seen world is as good as not there. Nasti means it's not not there. You know, we have, we have to say, we have to put nasti iti in, uh, in quotes. Yeah, that's why it's a quote. Drishyam nasti iti. <laughs> so, how do you say quotation marks in uh, Sanskrit? You put the word iti. Yeah, iti means quotation marks. And so what is what is not there? Drishyam. The so-called seen world is as though not there. How can the seen world is as though not there? This is what is called Jagataha Vismriti Prayaha. And Adi Shankara says this somewhere in the Bhashya of I think some of one Upanishad, I, I forgot where. And then you know, Vismriti Prayaha means what is the Jagat? other than the fact that it is mostly forgotten. What is this Jagat other than that which relies on you, which is Mithya? And so this Mithya Jagat, how can it affect the Satyam me? How can that which is a shadow affect the, that which is casting it, namely the sun? So the sun cannot be affected by Chaya. You know, that's why the, the, the consort of the sun is chaya, you know. So chaya is cast by the sun. How can it be affected by that? So likewise, this source of all light, that which brings the whole jagat to light, 
Jyotisham, Jyotihi, the light of lights, the self-lit light that is myself, how can it be affected by the Jagat? Iti bodhena, by this knowledge, what is there? You know, what happens? You know, you cultivate a dispassion, you know, a total dispassion towards the happenings of the Jagat. So, it's as good as not there. Not that you don't see it. You know, that's what I, that's why I took the time to explain in the previous verse. It's not that seeing, sight, etc. It's not, it's not happening. They are following their own laws. The laws of sight is taking place. The laws of hearing taking place. Meaning what? There's only Ishvara Srishti. The hooks of the Ahankara and the mind are not trying to pull the Ishvara Srishti and then make it into Jiva Srishti. You know, that tug of war is described very well in this, uh, what is that called? This Manthanam. The churning of the milky ocean. Why is it milky? Full of froth. And the Devas, <laughs> Ishvara Srishti, Asuras, Jiva Srishti, both of them pulling to have their own way. <laughs> so the Asuras are pulling, pulling, pulling. And then, you know, the Asuras are happy whenever something comes out. Something, I have got some gift from Ishvara Srishti. Oh, something has come. I have done some uh, karma and uh, I have done some uh, extra work, hard work and have got a reward. So, some, you know, some reward comes. And the devas, devas here are the sadhakas here. Sadhakas, they have shuddha antakarana. They are jignasus. That they, they, they represent jignasus. And so all the small, small things that come out, rewards of karma phala, they let the asuras take it. Please take it and run. You know, we want what? Amritam. <laughs> we want that which comes at the end of this tug of war. You know, when the tug of war finally comes to rest. And then what? You know, the hala hala has been, you know, neutralized by the grace of the Lord, when when Lord the Lord helps to, you know, to take away the poison of the unconscious, that's manorajya. That hala hala visha, the poison is the manorajya, and when that poison has been neutralized on the samashti level, on the vyashti level for oneself, one has to neutralize the poison of the unconscious, the poison of the pains and sorrows affecting the present, affecting one's, you know, jnanam and jnana nishtha. When that is neutralized, then what? You know, the healer. This Prathamo Daivyo Bhishak, the healer in the form of Dhanvantari, you know, the, the Bhagavan in the form of the healer, appears with the pot of Amritam. This pot is knowledge, the knowledge of the self as immortal. And then, you know, then you can sit down to enjoy this knowledge. But of course, a couple of Asuras sneak in. <laughs> they, they, pretend to be adhikaris and they pretend to they they wear they they have they masquerade like who like even the pseudo jnani that we saw you know he he or she is doing all the actions the one that was uh, referred to by swami vidyaranya earlier as a pig and a dog so like these pigs and dogs you know that kind of a you know nothing wrong with pigs or dogs but you know the behavior here 
you know being a human being and then eating dung you know that that kind of a behavior but pretending to be all a jignasu such people sneak into the the, the deva sabha where the knowledge of immortality is being given to everybody who qualifies so these two fellows sneak in <laughs> and then what and then they take a sip because before they are recognized and then before they are booted out of the place where amritam is being served who are these two fellows huh? any idea tell me tell me tell me yeah yeah not kletu ketu yeah so yeah has a, you know rahu and ketu yeah i know it's a typo i'm telling everyone else so that they don't think it is kletu so it is ketu yeah so rahu and ketu so rahu is just a head yeah it is this all very metaphoric he's just a big head why no body you know this is what the whole thing was his you know his head was cut off and is just the head somewhere you know uh, in in the stratosphere part of the solar system for us rahu and then ketu is just the tail no head both are dangerous you know and both represents different aspects of the unconscious mind the collective unconscious the fact that the unconscious is there is also immortalized along with this gnani <laughs> so the gnani cannot remove the unconscious the gnani does not pay attention to the unconscious because the unconscious is ishvara srishti that's why they each rahu and ketu the asuras they sneak into this you know place where the uh, this nectar of immortality is being served it's all you know metaphor for gnanam and they imbibe a little bit so they too become immortal what is rahu ahankara i am the agent kartritva buddhi is rahu and what is ketu i am my head has been cut off i am just the tail end of everything i am a victim so the ketu is what bhoktritva buddhi that is what it represents two you know aspects of the shadow self i am a doer and then what or i am done in sometimes both attack at the same time and then that's why they you know rahu and ketu are in charge of eclipses solar and lunar eclipses so when the eclipse comes the sun is as though hidden just like when when kartritva buddhi attacks the atma is as though hidden and the mind cannot really come out of it other than with the grace of guru lord and uh, you know one's own efforts and so that is why this is you know this is this is how the whole thing is uh, you know talked about here very beautiful in this story and so now what is the point that there is only ishvara srishti that is where we have to get that's why these stories are very powerful and we start telling them to children and as the children grow up they start you know uh, one starts as an adult appreciating the finer uh, allegories and nuances of these stories 
and so then you get to the point drishyam nasti eva there is no such thing called the jagat which is outside of me that we have to add there is nothing outside of me yes sight takes place hearing takes place touching takes place you know smelling something takes place the scent is you know um, cognized cognition takes place i is you know cognizer is me no no you know no doubt but what i am not the cognized and here is the trick that which is cognized is also not outside of me so the status of cognizer cognized is resolved consciously and you know through knowledge and that is what is called here you know manasaha drishya marjanam so the knowledge becomes a broom you know bridge to sweep so marjanam is the sweeping so the knowledge becomes the broom which sweeps away this this pseudo status this so called status of cognizer and cognized as those superimposed upon the atma which is free of being either subject or object neither cognizer nor cognized but at the same time lending its presence to the cognizer and the cognized without being either one of them so the mind is swept clean you know of attaching to these statuses by this by which knowledge that is called vedanta and not only that the mind is swept clean of attaching to the impressions arising from the unconscious so the vasanas are are as good as not there because they don't you know cause any problems okay then so this drishya marjanam sampannam chet so if one is able to you know resolve the entire universe as just something that is there and you know this is just ishvara srishti which is an extension of myself alone if one is able to do that chet chet means that it this this requires a lot of dedication commitment and effort <laughs> you know this is what in the bhradaranyaka also there is one vakya atmanam chet vijaniyat you know if one knows the atma i am asmi iti purusha this all i this is all myself alone when you know all this jagat is aham asmi iti purusha you know and this is myself alone to know and then this chet this word chet if and when is commented at length by adi shankara who says that it shows that there are lot of pitfalls in the way because of manoraja etc so it shows that effort is required so here same thing you know the verse from the uh, yoga vasishtha sampannam chet drishyam manasah drishyam manaso drishyam arjanam sampannam chet when this is accomplished if this is accomplished tad utpanna tad means tada then tada utpanna tada means at that when this happens then what have, what is born you know something is born arises arises what para nirvana nirvrtihi nirvrtihi means that enjoyment of one's own nature nirvana this word nirvana is also used in the second chapter of the bhagavad gita as well nirvana liberation moksha so the 
the the joy so jivan mukti here that joy arises not that it arises it was already there but then the sweeping of the mind of the various uh, you know um, what is that hooking on to object subject uh, statuses when that is swept away this is seen it's not that it wasn't there and it rises up so we have to see this so this is so it's not so here basically vidyaranya is saying swami vidyaranya is saying you know what uh, i want you to not just gain this knowledge but be firmly established in this knowledge so that you can enjoy it and this is why the first quotation from the yoga vasishtha very beautiful very very beautiful so the enjoyment of the knowledge is connected to the dropping of all the uh, hooks in that one has in on to the universe as objects of want as objects as subject object difference etc through the mind and the sense organs and the speech and when all that comes to rest then the truth of oneself you know as all joy is contacted you know and this is not a contact high it is a it is a swarupa swarupa ananda and then it's a, then it you know number 65 is uh, you know is something i think this is um, uh, what is that uh, uh, this is from the uh, sthiti prakarna of yoga vasishtha 57th chapter 28th verse you know and uh, i think this is what uh, uh, you know this is rama talking so here verse 64 you know is uh, vasishtha sage vasishtha teaching and then now towards the end of this yoga vasishtha rama gives his response just like arjuna gives his response at the end of the bhagavad gita you know nashto mohah smritir labdha i have gained my composure i have gained my memory back about what who i am and then my you know delusion has been destroyed thanks to your teaching so like this you know after this rigorous course of study in which you know he studied the upanishads he studied the shastra with the guru and he stayed with the guru for a long time and then so he says in this in this verse he says i have absorbed the teachings given by you and you know and then what you know then Uh, i could not have gained this any other way other than being with you i have studied the text and i have studied everything and then uh, i have understood that what is the goal of this teaching this is what so, so this is what is the response by lord rama about the what he has gained as a result of vasishtha's uh, teaching विचारितमलंशास्त्रमौना पदम पदम 
so the first line is how to what to do to get to this place and then the second line is what is this place how to get to this place of what is called in the last verse as nirvana or in the bhagavad gita also described as nirvana or brahmi sthiti esha brahmi sthiti partha nainam prapya vimukhyati sthitva syam antakale vi brahma nirvanam richhati you know towards the end of the second chapter so this is the this is what it, it cannot be described as a state this is one swarupa and even if one abides in it at the last minute of one's life it is worth it it is worth it to not come back and it is worth it to you know get rid of ajnanam and then so here lord rama responds vicharitam alam shastram maya we have to add so by me the uh, the shastra has you know um, uh, been enquired into alam sufficiently the shastra has been sufficiently enquired into you know chiram udgrahitam mithaha mithaha means by you know along with along with what chiram udgrahitam and its purport for a long time has been sufficiently grasped so i have enquired into the shastras with you for a long time and i have sufficiently grasped their purport and then what is the purport of the shastra santyakta vasanat and then maunadrite uh, you know maunadrite nasti uttamam padam so the abidance in one's own nature so he tells what he has understood at the end of line uh 2 uh, so what has he understood he says the abidance in one's own nature which is vishnoho paramam padam according to the katha upanishad is uses that word vishnoho paramam padam uh, and here uttamam padam the ultimate uh, goal of the human being which is jeevan mukti freedom while being alive you know enjoying the universe as an extension of oneself without you know uh, without being affected by raga dvesha in other words living fully like the atma that is described by the shastra so that is uttamam padam nasti this uttamam padam cannot be gained why can't it be gained how cannot it be gained it cannot be gained rite without santyakta vasanat santyaktam means this the um, renunciation the complete renunciation of vasana vasana here is the unconscious you, like i said rahu ketu cannot be eliminated you just don't give in to them that's the idea so vasana kshaya means you don't try to eliminate the vasana what do you do you just allow it to be and you don't be triggered by it and naturally it drops it does not bother you it bothers you less and less and less and then it just goes and crawls somewhere in the corner it doesn't come out and bother so it is a badhita ahankara it is a sublated ahankara it's a sublated unconscious badhita 
as though falsified unconscious as though falsified ahankara so through this this is why it's called santyaga atyaga that that some shows that there is some wisdom there in the tyaga so that's why there is, it is santyaga santyakta vasanat and so by not letting the vasanas come into play maunad and through the you know uh, through the practice of silencing them and you know I, or by or you can also say by uh, by uh, you know by the practice of silence you know silence means where you don't uh, you know uh, you, you you don't uh, you, you don't give into this uh, you know whatever speech and words useless words etc so by enquiring into the shastra for a long time along with you the teacher and by you know grasping their purport sufficiently after doing whatever you know uh, vichara needed etc mananam nididhyasanam and then uh, you know what happens you know this is uh, this uh, you know uh, this uh, mithya world is not hooked into and then uh, the the mind is quiet because it's convinced of vedanta uh, as the truth of itself and then this jivan mukti is gained by the abhyasa of what of silencing the vasanas silencing the manorajya and this quietude and this sense of fulfillment is jivan mukti jnana nishtha brahma nishtha all these are synonyms you know yeah and brahmi sthiti all these things are what is you know this is how one gains what is called uttamam padam so lord rama talking about it and this becomes a very even though he says you know i'm going to quote two verses from the yoga vasishtha one of them is from uh, vasishtha's teaching and the other one is lord rama reporting back after the teaching what he learned and this is important quote because it's coming at the end of the towards the end of the chapter and then why is this important at the end of the chapter because swami vidyaranya wants you to say the same thing <laughs> wants you to get to the same place where lord rama got at the end of his studies with the guru vasishtha vasishtha and so that is the whole idea of putting lord rama's feedback to the teaching and then the next one is uh, the uh, force of the prarabdha karma the occasional distractions that may happen even for the gyani and then uh, you know we will see that uh, tomorrow om purnamadav purnamidam purnat purnamudachyate purnasya purnamadaga purnamevavashishyate om shanti 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 हरि ओम श्री गुरुभ्यो नमः हरि ओम